Oh, bro, Dan. Sometimes there's parts of this show that happen off the air that just we can't replicate on the air. It's a visual, right? But text and 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 part of this too is welcome into the Plank Show Hour Three. Top five stories of the day coming up here in just a bit. Uh, whoa, that remote just changed these TVs in here too. Oh, really? Sorry, huh? No, I didn't change it. I mean, just weird. I never Why in the it. heck is this on the Young and the Restless? Well, don't question Parker Thune's viewing choices, because I think Young and the Restless is out on at noon. Um, I am not a big For You tab user on X, Twitter, whatever. I just basically go to what I'm following, and that's about it. But there was a tweet, because every time I open up Twitter, it goes to For You. And even whenever everyone always tells me, oh, that's easy. Just do this, 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 and it'll never happen. I'm like, nah, it still happens. And I saw a tweet from a guy who was concerned about the way that Zach Alley was standing. Was it Zach Alley or was it the recruit? I think oh, I think it was Zach Alley is what it was. That was my initial response, too. Right. But uh, there's some other things happening in that photo. Really? Oh. Have I, I mean, speaking of opening your eyes, has has this changed your opinion at all? Okay, I see what you're saying now. I thought that it was geared towards the way that Zach Alley was standing. Well, me too. It's Okay, all right. That is always when you're holding someone Which in the hilarious. photo. It, it really is not a good posture look. Uh-huh. When you're doing the, like, put right. your arms around the two people next to you. Uh, I, I guess I've got to. It's it's not a flattering photo. I, it's It's not. But I've I've had some photos where you would look at him and someone would say He's hideous. Dude, what's wrong with Plank? <laughs> that's that's me in most photos. I, I, don't, I don't like most of the photos that you're what, taking. What, what's me. what's going on there right now? Is he okay? And then there would be some where you'd see it and you'd think, Man, Plank looks great. Look at him. Looks like he's lost some weight. Josh looks amazing right now. Speaking of those guys losing weight, I got a fantastic find, somebody said all right, listen, somebody just sent me the tweet. All right, I, I, I've got to I've got to see this. I don't know who it was. They don't follow me. It showed up in my For You. And, Josh, it was breaking down, like, the angle of the legs and how it was standing. <laughs> yeah, there's something about, uh, you know, men and women or dates to where it's like if you're standing a certain way. Right, 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 right. I, I don't know. It's like you're okay. interested or they're not interested. I will, I will say thank you so much, Dan, for sending me that in made my day. Well, it's clearly it's uh, – there's a lot to break down, obviously. All right, there, there is so much to get to, so let's uh, let's go ahead and get after it. It's time for the top five stories of the day, brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. All right, here we go. Newcastle Casino, I-44, exit 107, online at Newcastle Casino. Dot com. We got a lot to get to. We got a lot to get to. So let's get after it. Big story number five. Number five. Oh. Eh, it might not be a bad day to put on a little Jim Roman here. What's up, clones? Get a little Romy. What's he talking about? Mike McCarthy. I'm choosing Rome over Pat McAfee because now every time I look at Pat McAfee, all I want to do is the Bill Simmons. What's up, bro? bro, what's up? Look, Cowboys, bro. What's up with that? <laughs> it pans to his three guys and they're all like, 
bro. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know bro. bro. <laughs> and, and I love Pat, but it's just a cracks. That's all I can think of when I see it now. Darn it, Bill Simmons. You won this round. <sighs> Here's what the schedule looks like this weekend for Sooner fans. I'm just kind of giving you an idea of everything that's going on on campus. Uh, remember, Audra Cohen, fight you all out. It's free. Tonight, 5 o'clock, Oklahoma and Ohio State. That'll be Oklahoma and Ohio State coming up at 5 o'clock tonight. Uh, at uh, at the what the I'm assuming they're in the indoor because there's if you're playing outdoor right now, who yeah, dog I, I, uh, in the Headington Tennis Complex? It's gonna be inside, okay, bro. It was so so freaking cold when I walked to my car this morning. Uh, meanwhile, the OU men will host ORU on Saturday. That's at one o'clock, uh, and then back to the women who will be in action on Sunday at noon where they will be squaring off against Michigan. So a cool weekend. Women's Gym is in Denver, Colorado this weekend. They're taking part uh, in a meet that features UCLA, Stanford, and Denver. Mark Williams' crew is in Colorado Springs as they take part in the Rocky Mountain Open. So that's kind of the look ahead on what's coming up this weekend in Sooner Athletics. Fun time of the year where you've got so much going on. That's right. It makes the Sooner Sports Podcast very easy, Josh. Very easy. Which uh, So that's the OU schedule, which I guess we drill down a little bit deeper and go to big story number four. Number four. Both the OU men's and women's basketball programs on the road this weekend. Jenny Baranchek's crew is in Houston to square off against the Cougars. Did you happen to notice, speaking of, of Big 12 women's basketball, just how kind of deep that ended up getting yesterday with TCU, their athletic director, had to come out with a statement that basically said, no, no, it's um, we're really all hurt. We're really all hurt. That That's what we're dealing with right now. A lot of injuries. A lot of injuries right now. I mean, they there was a lot of talk, Josh, that maybe, just maybe, they were kind of worried about not just taking a loss that would affect their overall record, but get this, burning red shirts. So, Mark Campbell, the head coach at TCU, instead of basically he had enough players to play, but they had two freshmen that they were redshirting, and they didn't want to burn their redshirt. Now, I ask you. Couldn't they just, Couldn't like, that be an excuse? Well, couldn't they just apply to the NCAA and say, hey, this was sort of a weird circumstance, and hopefully get a waiver of some sort? You would think. Big 12's rules are the Big 12 rules. I still am trying to drill and learn a little bit more about the fact that Kansas State made that trip. They were in Fort Worth. And were ready to go. And got sent back home, and I guess they didn't refund their players either. Sounds like – I'm sorry, their ticket sales. Sounds like uh, bad news for Aoka Lee. There's there's some rumblings out there that maybe she's hurt, speaking of K-State. Really? Yeah, that's – we'll see. I mean, that's sort of hearsay right now. That sucks. But – I mean, they're they're a wagon. They're really good. Well, it's it's good news for other people in the Big Twelve race, but yeah, it, it really it stinks for the league and now for speaking, women's basketball. It's inter- good segue here because we talked to Jenny Baranchek on the show this week, and as OU prepares for Houston tomorrow, we asked her about the improvement that she saw from that challenging game against Aoka Lee and the Kansas State Wildcats to how the Sooners played this weekend at home against Texas Tech. Well, I think what our team is really figuring out is it's not even necessarily who you play against. 
it's how you continue to develop and play. Like you're competing when you play is such a long season and basketball is a long season. You compete against yourself. You know, you got to show up and yeah, there's a game plan and you know, you Texas Tech doesn't have Aoka Lee, but they have, you know, two guards that can just flat out just, you know, score. And for us to be able to change those game plans, but for us to be able to start to understand that piece is, it's just about you playing against yourself every day. And when we can get to that, we're going to be a lot better. So I was really proud of the way that we came out in that game. Um, and then I thought we did a really nice job just finishing strong. That's 6 o'clock tomorrow night, OU at Houston. Uh, did you, you remember that stat that she gave us where Houston is averaging like 80 points at home? And 60 points a game on the road or something ridiculous like that. Wild split. That's insane. So that'll be quite a challenge for the Sooners coming up on Saturday night. And just real quick before we touch on a Porter and the men's side, did you happen to take a look at any of the Big 12 scoreboard from the women's hoops action that took place on Wednesday night? Now keep in mind, OU was off. Sooners were off. Their midweek game, they were off this weekend. But to say that it was a little bit ugly for some teams on Wednesday night would be a massive upset. Oh, good. you guys. <laughs> Are you talking about uh, a game maybe in Morgantown? Well, how about a game in Stillwater? Oklahoma plays this weekend against Houston. Houston got beat by West Virginia 80-39. to They did not score in the first quarter. It was 17-0 at the end of the first quarter. Holy smokes. And... And then BYU, who I thought was a pretty good team when I watched them play. I wonder if they're having some injury issues. BYU got beat by 32 points against Oklahoma State. Walloped. And Josh, a Texas Tech team that Oklahoma had controlled at home, went and beat number 24 Iowa State, who was the national team of the week after beating West Virginia and Texas the week before. Craziness. Yeah, pretty wild. Now, on the men's side, as we get set for Oklahoma at Cincinnati, I, I, I think I've said this a lot. High noon with a tip. If you were to talk about it in the preseason, right, if you were to give me the schedule and we would go win, win, loss, loss, I would look at Saturday as a game where I think they're absolutely going to win the game and there's no if ands, or buts about it. But I guess they're pretty good. <laughs> and I guess it's going to be a challenge for the Sooners this weekend because everything that is – I guess what's the best way to put it? Everything that makes a team more challenging on the road in their home environment works there at at Cincinnati. They beat TCU this week, a team that Oklahoma lost to. They play Texas to – I mean, Texas barely survived. Yeah, the only game they've played poorly is versus Dayton. Oh, yeah. Everything else, I mean, Texas, Baylor, both close losses. Yeah. I mean, you got to go back a little bit to kind of find some 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 concerns. But they have a loss to Dayton. They got smoked by Dayton. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the one game that they did not play well. Right. Oh, exactly. I exactly. mean, I'm sure that a Cincinnati fan would say differently. But looking at the final scores here, you know, losing to Xavier by five is not terrible on the road, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, look, losing – well, now maybe losing to Texas doesn't look as good. But losing by Texas uh, – losing to Texas by one and – 
at Baylor by three is is nothing to be too upset about. I know we've spent a lot of time here on Big Story Number Four previewing the hoops weekend ahead, but I do want you guys to hear a little bit. There's more from Porter post game this week. Kind of felt like it energized the rest of the team. He, he's been doing that all year. Like he got in the flow. Um, we put Luke in, and then we put that we were setting the ball screen with him, and then we kind of changed that up, and we got that's when he got the dunk, and we got two or three things out of that, um, and. Uh, you know, he, he got deflections, he got rebounds, he got an off, a big offensive rebound. Um, he's just all over. He's a weapon against his own. We threw that lob against him. Um, so just uh, his energy was contagious, and I thought he did a nice job with that and um, really helped us. All right. OU, Cincinnati, manana, noon. Uh, big story number three? Number three. All right, so in the world of there's actual games to talk about this weekend, Josh, there has to be a story, too, beyond just the game, right? Yes. Mike Florio reporting many in Kansas City are preparing as if Andy Reid will retire after this season. Is that right, that this is it? This is it. Thoughts. I've heard, too, that Patrick Mahomes might retire if Andy Home if Andy, Andy Mahomes. Mahomes. <laughs> I can't even make up my story right. Anyway, go ahead. Uh yeah, it's shocking. Um, you know, what he said after winning the Super Bowl last year, people were like, hey, are you done? Right. And uh, he said, uh, you know, as long as I got this guy, I think I'm going to keep going for a little bit. But uh, things can change in a hurry, uh, as evidenced by – now, he's younger, Reed is, than uh, a Nick Saban. But all of a sudden, you like, this has been a – this has been a tumultuous season for Kansas City, which is kind of crazy to say, right? You're in the divisional round, and uh, you know you've won what twelve games after right. last week, but it's not been a fun year no. as a Chiefs fan because of the expectations around the franchise and the, the offensive issues they were. So I could see where it's Nick Saban ish to where it's you know all of a sudden this was not a fun year to coach, right? Uh, w- with kind of everything that went into it, so. And and he's won Super Bowls now, right? There's 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 more wins to accumulate to climb up that all-time wins list. There's more Super Bowls out there if you kept going, probably. But uh, it's easy to understand the opposite, which would be, okay, I've won multiple Super Bowls now. I'm not that coach that won all these regular season games but couldn't get the ultimate enchilada. He's done that twice. Right. And, uh, and he's regarded as one of the greats now. So maybe this is the right time. I, I don't know. But I will say – Josh Elmer, the Bills' laundry list of injuries. Gabe Davis isn't going to play. Taylor Rapp's out again. Ben Lispector's out. Those are some pretty important pieces for the Buffalo Bills. And I know Gabe Davis has been battling injuries pretty much all year. Uh-oh. If Andy Reid steps away. Right, go ahead. Does Bill Belichick become Kansas City's next head coach? I th- okay, let me counter. Isn't it, and hasn't it always been assumed that Eric Bieniemy would be the next guy, or is that just me watching from afar? I don't think Eric Bieniemy would be the next guy. Maybe Bill Belichick is like, oh, and Bill Belichick better come in and clean house and get rid of Nagy. Uh, what would be funny is Atlanta's like, we would like for you to sign this contract. We want you to be our head coach, and Bill Belichick's that's. Cr- I'm going to wait a couple of weeks. Can you give me a week? I need to talk about it with my wife. I need to see. Oh, it would be the most sought-after head coaching vacancy maybe ever. Because you've got Mahomes smack dab in the prime. And before someone's like, what about Alabama? No, no, no. You have control of your roster. 
I heard this said yesterday about college football, college athletes in general. Tell me if you agree or disagree. At any level, at any sport, pretty much any part of the world, no individual athlete has more freedom right now than the college athlete because it's like, I don't, I'm, I want out, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> See, guys. I want to get, I want to transfer twice. I'm transferring twice. I'm out. If uh, Patrick Mahomes doesn't want to play in Kansas City anymore, what's he going to do? Sit out? Well, guess what? You're going to get fined. And guess what? When you get fined, you eventually are going to be in breach of contract. College athletes now are like, what? Contract? What is, what is that? I'll peace out. I'm out of here, man. Talk to you later. All right, so that's just one thing to keep an eye on. Let, let's... That's an interesting development. I would personally be surprised. I think he's going to keep going for five or so more years. I've been a firm believer that Andy Reid is one of those guys that will coach until literally someone has to carry him off the sidelines. Well, and he's got Mahomes, so that's – this might be about as bad as it gets for Kansas City in this era with Mahomes. I that's mean, true. look, it's uh... – don't, don't remind me. <laughs> You know, it's it's an 11-win regular season that everybody's acting like the sky's falling down. And it's probably going to get better next year. So, I, I don't know. To me, I think the window to keep winning Super Bowls and to climb that all-time wins list, I think it's too attractive. But who knows? I don't know his health situation. That's, that's fascinating. One other note. Mark Andrews will not be active this weekend. Uh, he's still battling back from the ankle injury perhaps could be ready for the AFC championship game. So we'll wait on Blake Andrews to see if that's they, that's big. If they can get Blake back, be huge. See it's snowing in Baltimore. So they're they're already talking about a potential snow game in Baltimore. Oh, that'd be great. I'm, I, I by the way, off, back to the Andy Reid thing before we hit big story number 2 and talk about the Thunder win. I I like news, I like information, I like tidbits, right? especially from people that are dialed in. I love whenever it's like, let's go over to Jay Glazer and see what Jay has. Oh, I'm going to learn something here, right? Or whenever Adam Schefter has something. I'm, I like Ian Rappaport, too. You know, I, I know there's a lot of buzz about him not coming back to the NFL Network, but I like, I like, I like Chris Mortensen. I, I love little newsy things. But I kind of feel like Florio has become newsy with a hint of sensationalism. Show me some attention. Right. Well, because he's in he a, has, he's in a he clicks business. Yeah, that's true. All right, big story number two. Number two. We'll get into thoughts on the, the games after the break. Uh, spend some more time on the NFL playoffs. Last night, boy, uh, the Thunder bounced back in a big way against Utah on the road. Wiggins has to miss with numbers. Three on two if he hurts. Aaron bounced east to Dub. Blasting down the lane. Hooks the left corner to Wallace. Casey sketches your three is up. And in. Cha-ching a Thunder money ball. Beautifully done in transition. Dub made the right play again for his eighth assist. Timeout, Jazz. And what's been a frustrating West Coast swing gets a little positivity. They took on the hottest team by far in the NBA, a Jazz team that was averaging 18-point-per-game wins on a six-game win streak in which they put up 131 points a game, never trailing in a single one of those games in the fourth quarter. And yet tonight, the Thunder never trailed, winning 134-129. to I... I don't know about you. I thought it was one of their best performances that I've seen this year. Yeah, it's a big-time win for them. They needed it, you know, losing the two games to the Lakers and Clippers. Needed to get right. Social media seemed to be having some fun with the fact that Josh Giddy seemed to be playing uninhibited and without concerns last night. Well, he was cleared. The investigation over. There will not be any charges against Giddy, And he finishes a plus 10 last night. 20 points, 10 boards. He looked great. J-Dub had 27. Dub, 
and uh, 31 points from Shea Gilgis. Don't call Alexander. him dumb. Uh, I was not overly concerned about missing out on Pascal Siakam like some of you were. I like him a lot. I think he's going to be great in Indiana. But we'll see what OKC has up its sleeve. I think there's another deal out there. I do too. I do too. And I like Siakam a lot, but it might be something a little bit better. I will be surprised now if OKC's not aggressive. I think they've realized we got a chance. We got a shot here, yeah. boys. Sooner rather than later. Yep. And I think I think Presti's gonna try and he's gonna he's gonna try to capitalize. All right, big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. There is a great wrestling moment. Actually, several of them involving the Undertaker, where he's in the casket and he sits up. Right? It's a famous gift that's out there. Yes, it is. My personal favorite. My personal favorite is whenever he was fighting mankind, and they dumped the Undertaker into an empty grave. Mankind, I think it was mankind, proceeded to dump the dirt right back over the top. Buried alive. Buried alive, Josh, is what they called it. And then suddenly, some inside the arena, lightning struck. And out of that dirt came a hand, a fist. That, to me, is Bill Beanbow in the portal right now, working offensive linemen. Out of the dirt, the lightning struck. Boom! Oh, we can't get Zaylin's hurt. Well, he still hasn't made up his mind yet, but doesn't look good. Oh, we can't get Terrence Ferguson. Calm down. We suck. It's terrible. We're never going to compete. Boom! Fist through the dirt. According to OU Insider, Oklahoma's hosting Garen Hatchett. Offensive lineman, Washington. Now, you might say, that sounds familiar to me. That name sounds familiar. Well, it should. His younger brother, Landon Hatchett, was an OU offer before he committed to play with his brother at Washington. But, I. Uh, this is about the older brother. This is about Garen for now. Why not? Add the kid from Washington. Six foot four, three hundred and three pound offensive lineman. Sounds like a interior guy. Oh, uh, absolutely. Played in the first eight games before missing three games due to an injury. Started at right guard, and after missing three games, returned to the Apple Cup in which he was named the Washington Coaches Special Teams Player of the Game. Of the Week, I guess I should say. Played in the Pac-12 championship win over Oregon, the Sugar Bowl win over Texas, and then against Michigan. Played in 13 games in 2022 after an injury-plagued 2021 season. Looks like he is a junior with a couple of years eligibility. Or one year, one, two, three, well, two years eligibility left. Out of Findale, Washington, Garrett Hatchett. Now, again, that's according to uh, our buddy Brandon and Parker over at OUinsider.com. They'll have much more on it. But just when you thought, Josh, it was over and they weren't going to add anyone on the offensive line, you're starting to panic and concern yourself a bit, boom, here we go. And that's a good point, by the way, from the 918. You can't bury the undertaker, Josh. The Undertaker buries you. It's a good name, though. This is right. a good name to have in the mix in the portal right now. Sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously they, they need to keep building out depth, and uh, somebody, again, that has this type of uh, experience w- would be a nice ad, big-time ad. All right, quick break. When we come back, we mentioned we haven't talked a lot about the NFL playoffs. We'll do that. Plus, any news uh, we see 
we see will bring you on uh, the latest portal updates from the Sooners right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. You are a uh, somebody who follows the latest media news, right? You, I, I consider myself fairly savvy to I, what's I, going on. I feel fairly savvy. According to a report, the Arena Group, the owner of Sports Illustrated, is laying off its entire staff today. Oh, my goodness. By the way, that does not include Hawkeye's Wire, right? I didn't just break any news, did I? No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, we're under a, a different uh, – yeah, we're not with Sports Illustrated. Okay. Sorry. So, like any Sports Illustrated site? The Arena Group gave notice that it intends to lay off all of Sports Illustrated's staff, according to an email obtained by A.J. Perez, whom I like to follow, by the way, at by A.J. Perez. This move comes after Authentic, the licensing group that owns Sports Illustrated, moved to terminate the Arena's licensing deal. Very confused. Uh, the statement from the NFL editor, quote, Wow, this sounds legit. We have fought together as a union to maintain the standard of this storied publication that we love and to make sure our workers are treated fairly for the value they bring to this company. It is a fight we will continue. Where were you people for radio? I needed people for like that for radio back in the corporate days. But Oh man. That's the But now AJ Perez says there is reason for some hope. It said that the uh, the authentic, which owns the operations and the license, uh, the SI and, and license, plans to see it through a necessary evolution. Okay, so is everyone fired or not? So is this like the all Sooners of the world? I guess that I don't know. I, and I think I think Hoove kind of runs all Sooners now. I think he's. I think John is like a entrepreneur i think he's, he's the owner a, i think he's cooking over there i think so well i think so john well that's what i'm trying to figure out is it is it it's anything si owns right i, I think so it's not uh just the sports illustrated website it's any subsidiary on kref sports on twitter right now boy this i'm telling you what man this tyler mccombis kid he's something else uh right now there is a question what is your favorite ou sports illustrated cover couple of options here. The It's so good it's scary with Tommy Harris on the cover of the 2002 college football preview with the rain falling. I need to talk to Kenny Mossman to get the story behind that cover shoot. Dude, that is awesome. There's the old school, irresistible Oklahoma meets immovable Nebraska. The Josh Heupel, who I almost said Josh Helmer. Perfect. Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah, that's that's a good one. There's another it's 1975 preview with Steve Owens. I'm sorry, uh, Steve Davis on the cover. There's a little, a little Barry Switzer hugging Joe Washington. Take I, that, Texas. I think that's my favorite. I think that's my favorite. That's not Rufus, though, is it? Forty? No, Rufus wasn't 45. It's Chris Sims just taking an absolute shot. Great picture. Iconic picture. Go vote. Go pick. Oh, here's here's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Q. Case closed. You didn't say it right. Case closed. Thank you. 
all of all of the schools seem to be open today, so I can't do my Michael Irvin impersonation. Gosh, Dude, that stinks, right? What a terrible, terrible story. Well, I mean, I, I hope SI survives. I'm a big SI fan. If uh, yeah, I mean, if that's if that's true, I just feel so bad for so many people losing their jobs. That's right. I mean, that's yeah, you know, families and livelihoods. That just sucks. It sucks. And, and look, at times we talk about these things just as here's your news story. But I mean, you're talking about you're talking about people, man, and and their their life and their family. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I hate that this morning. All right. No real easy way to segue, but let's get a couple of uh, thoughts in here on the NFL. Well, you know, let's break. That's a little breaking Clean news. Clean the palate. Cleanse the palate out. Feel a little bit better about things. That's a little breaking news, and it's brought to you, as always, by our breaking news sponsor, Wagner Heating, Air Conditioning, Electrical, and Plumbing. We sell the best and service the rest. It looks like a complete reorg coming up at SI. Quick break. Go vote, or at least... Submit your favorite SI cover on Twitter right now at KREF Sports. This is the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. It's the ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Um, Tyler McComas asked a good question during the break. And I realized we haven't talked a lot about the playoff games this weekend. Do you expect any of those two games tomorrow to be competitive? I kind of think the Texans might keep it tight with the Ravens. Yeah, I do too. I think uh, C.J. Stroud's really good. He's playing well. That offense, what you know, the dismantling they did of uh, Cleveland was pretty impressive. Now, okay, you go on the road, so uh, that that changes it a little bit. And Baltimore's been a, a franchise with Lamar Jackson that look, they've got that stigma of they don't get it done now this time uh, on the calendar in the playoffs, right? So they're going to be highly motivated to reverse that. I think it'll be competitive for a bit, but Baltimore's too good. Yeah. And the other game I don't think is going to be very close. I just – I mean, it's kind of weird to look at two playoff games and have nearly double-digit numbers, right? Nine and a half points, nine and a half points in each game right now, according to ESPN bets. I I think San Francisco handles Green Bay. Are we setting ourselves up, Josh, for a big Sunday? I mean, is that really what we – we're going to get two good games between the Bucs and the Lions and that Chiefs-Bills game? Sunday should be really good. Right. I got a great text message during the break. You know, I was, I was – if, if you missed the show earlier, we were talking about my sadness at one of my favorite restaurants, Penny Hill, is closing down. Um, very sad. I don't get that. I was like, guys, can we stay open like one more weekend? I mean, I'll – how much we got to pay? Can we make a little extra money because – I want to be able to say goodbye. I love Penny Hill. But I joked, it, you know, would I go eat there 14 days in a row and spend to save? It's like, ah, yeah, you know, Wednesday nights. This is pretty good from uh, Steve. He writes, big Sports Illustrated fan, huh? You still have a subscription? Or is this like you being a, ma- a fan of a Norman restaurants that are closed or closing? Thank you. Yes, that is a great It's point. a fair point. Spend uh, spend what you spend on what you care about. I, I'll, I'll tell you this much. I think Sports Illustrated is more one that tugs at the heartstrings, right? Because it, for I would assume at eleven forty three on a Friday afternoon, that most of our listeners understand that time before I could get on my phone and read anything I wanted to read about Max Crosby or, gosh, what's the what's the kid's name in the portal? That Garrett Hatchet, that Oklahoma's looking at it as an offensive lineman. Right, there was a time when I'd have to wait for 
either my magazine to come out or we'd have to call 1-900 lines. The right kind of 1-900 lines. You know, it's just it's a different time. And being on the cover of Sports Illustrated, a big freaking deal, man. Sure. So it's just sad. Inevitable, right? But just sad when you see that story today. Uh, and, in fact, S. Rob Booman writes, uh, SI's lost its relevancy little by little over the last several years. They seem to change their big uh, business focus from sports to more of a social activist forum from my perspective. Give me sports, not social activism. I can find that in a million other places if that's what I wanted. So somebody bought it and is shutting it down? Pretty much. Why would you buy something just to close it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, is that what happened, though, right? I mean, I'm isn't a... that the report that somebody came in, bought it, and they're just laying everybody off? Yeah, I guess so. So what are they going to do with the rights that they've bought? Do you just sit on them until someone offers you? Do you just have a bunch of AI people come in and write it all? I don't I, I don't I don't know. That's it's curious. Do you know what I have? And to S. Rob Boom and Chapstick. I know Chapstick's fired up. You don't have to respond to him. Even though Chapstick does uh, does write, we are losing we are losing Big J journalism at a rapid rate. It's fat. No, it's sad. No, you're absolutely right. But I would add, Josh Helmer, in my honest opinion, I think one of the most interesting things is this incredible divide between determining what's true sports. Like I, I feel like when you come to my our radio show, when you come to this three-hour soiree that Josh and I get to hang, you're not going to have to deal with a lot of political issues, right? You're just not. It's not going to be... Anything that ever happens on this show as long as I'm here. Now, we might have a politician on to help us better understand some things and learn about certain bills, but this is never going to be a place to where it's like, I just can't listen to Plank. We hope not. The woke, well, I I mean, there's a faction of that. Listen, I have an ex-wife, okay? Um, But If if you go 30 more years, judging by other radio hosts, you might. I might. But I don't think people have to be like, I can't listen to Plank because I'm tired of the politics or – I don't like the wokeness, or I can't stand the MAGA. What I feel like that that's not our world. But I will say, there's some of you that if it's even the slightest like mention anymore, it's like, I'm out. Oh, just cramming this down my throat. And I'm not saying that's what you're doing, S. Rob Booman. But I mean, you have one article on say something from a social activism perspective, and 999 other pages on sports and athletes. Then you assume that everything is related to that. Now, I now if you make it the cover piece, right? <laughs> so, oh, hey, the uh, chickens nine one eight writes, "What will we ever do without the swimsuit models?" That had gotten kind of weird anymore, even anyway, hadn't it? I mean, didn't we have like at didn't we have like male athletes that were on the cover for a while there too? Um, and Julia writes, "Yeah, you could just eliminate competition too." Yeah, the buy and shutter, eliminate competition. I'm glad that you guys have opinions on this. It's it's near and dear to my heart because it's what I grew up with, man. And 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 the thing that I'll always remember about my Sports Illustrateds, Josh, my Sports Illustrateds, I would have to take the label off. I want to take that label off because it would make it a clean cover. 
was never able to accomplish it. All right, Bama Tom, you get the last word on the phones this week before our Primrose Funeral Services well, final thoughts. Well, my wife says my political aspirations are I use donkey and elephant mushed together for the benefit of my clients. Um, <laughs> my 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 uh, my political party is a god. Um, <laughs> not any of this stuff, but uh, I've got to complain about the weather. I don't uh, being being uh, more Irish than most people are white. I, I don't care if it's cold. My deal is this, is being a trial lawyer and having clients having to get to court, which is half the battle, dude, I, this anxiety with ice and snow, I already have enough Irish Catholic dysfunctional guilt. This Mike Morgan causes me more stress. I'm running around continuing stuff so that if the baby that Bama Tom Miss Violet is out of school, I'm available I'm halfway down. I got five cases done. I got four felonies left. <laughs> My gosh, this anxiety with the weather. Sorry. Well, it just settle on something. <laughs> I mean, I'm running low on wood. I need to go to Sam's. You can get the thing of wood. It stands for six bucks. Seven Eleven sells it for twelve. I've already burned through three ricks of wood at my uh, Catholic enclave outside Nichols Hills because you know we're not good enough to live there. But uh, uh, my gosh, I, I don't need ice and snow. Just on weekends, ice and snow it up. But on the weekdays, people got to get to court. Okay, I love you guys. Keep fighting the fight. Roll Tide. Amen. Right, I'm out. See you. I'm actually. It's a passionate, uh, <laughs> passionate thought on the weather. I kind of felt like that. I wouldn't mind it during the week, to be honest with you. <laughs> Sorry, Bama Tom. I uh, love, uh, I love how he relates to the little guy. He's not quite in Nichols Hills. No, no, no. It's not how he rolls. That's our lawyer. Lawyer for the people. All right, quick break. When we come back right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, let's uh, dive into our Primrose Funeral Services final thoughts. Which of my submission for our Primrose Funeral Services final thoughts did you like the most, Josh? Because I sent you two yesterday. There was the U.S. bound passenger jet that was yes. sent back to Tokyo after a drunk passenger bit a flight attendant. Or there was the story of the nine-year-old child that ruined a $35,000 anime collection. Well, I, I kind of want to hear about both, but... Uh... I, I think we have time. I think we have time. You want you you want to fit them both in as their yeah, final thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, the anime collection. Oh, if you missed any of the fun sprots on the show today, you can find them on our podcast page. Uh, simply search KREF. However, you consume podcasts, or go to kref.com right there under the podcast page. Boom! In fact, I'm watching Josh load George Stoyas' conversation from hour two right now. It's time for our final thoughts brought to you by Primrose Funeral Service. 80 years of service. Their sincere commitment is to make things a little easier for you and your family. Primrose Funeral Service at 405-321-6000. This is, I usually like to have a place where this took place. I'm not seeing where this took Somewhere place. in route from uh, Japan to the United States. Now, okay, let's. Start, that's a good point. Let's go ahead and start there. Approaching the coast of California. According to a story that we found on NBCnews.com, while flying over the Pacific Ocean, oh my gosh, a passenger who was heavily intoxicated bit the arm of a female cabin attendant, prompting 
the plane to return to the Tokyo airport. This also is in conjunction, Josh. Well, by the way, what? How quickly was this guy drinking? The flight took off at 7.24 a.m. and was due to land in Tokyo 10 hours later, but it returned at 10.26 a.m. So either he got on that inebriated or he slammed a bunch of beers real quick. He was on that Richard Christie diet. I don't like to fly. Did you see, too, there was a video? Bros, I'm getting into my flying season. There's a video that shows like a 747 and you could see fire coming from it. Oh, stop. I, I, I don't need. I, I actually, my last flight was not a good experience. I'm not telling not you right, the luggage situation. I'm the telling you right flight now. Flight itself. I'm not good with this. Meanwhile, uh, a Japanese science fiction and military franchise known as Gundam. Yeah, Gundam Wing. Oh, there you go. Prices go upwards to $500 online for these figures. Yeah, like like action figures. Thank you. There was a collection, 38 figurines, 45 count 41 limited edition figures. Oh. This man had um and his I don't even think it was his son. Oh, like a son's friend or something. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This is this has been an older story that resurfaced. But there's the video that caught the kid just destroying <laughs> oh, man. all of the toys. The child was able to break into the locked room and tear things up. Ugh. That's why grown people shouldn't have toys. That's just saying right now. Kids are gonna ruin it all. All right, RIP to Sports Illustrated. RIP to Penny Hill. Go support Penny Hill today if they're open. <laughs> I assume they are. But, guys, stay open. Come on. I need a Monday lunch. I need a Monday lunch, Penny One Hill. One more time. One more day. One more day. One more day. We'll see you guys back here Monday. Steely's live at Riverwind Casino coming up next right here on The Ref.